Welcome to Talking Biotech, the podcast dedicated to exploring the latest advancements in biotechnology, sponsored by Calabra, the R&D software that accelerates scientific discovery with AI. Each week, we'll dive into the latest innovations and discoveries with industry leaders and pioneers. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Fulta. I want to see science serve a useful purpose to improve the standard of living for all people. Why is anyone fighting food advance? A very small percentage of the world's population is fortunate enough to have the luxury of turning down food. We've arranged a society based on science and technology. There was nobody understands anything about science and technology. You can't build a peaceful world on empty stomachs and human misery. You're listening to Talking Biotech, a weekly podcast illuminating issues in agricultural and medical biotechnology. Your questions and concerns are addressed using a science-based approach with the goal of driving discovery to application with communication. Now here's your host, Dr. Kevin Fulton. Welcome to the Talking Biotech Podcast. It's the weekly podcast about biotechnology and ways that it can help people in the planet. I'm Kevin Fulta, and today's guest is an old friend who's been on at least once before. It is Nick Syke. Uh, Nick is here today from Alberta, Canada. Hi, Nick. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, eh? <laughs> How's it going, eh, man? Just up here having some maple syrup on pancakes this morning. Yeah, do you have some poutine already? Uh, you know, that's more of a Quebec thing. Uh, we don't we don't mess with poutine in Alberta. Really? Are you going curling? <laughs> uh, you know, I've 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 tried curling a few times. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe it's more fun to watch than it is to do. It's uh, it's cold. You know, yeah. ice sport. Ugh. But but it looks re- Florida. The only curling we're doing is by the pint. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that but good times. You know, everything's is beautiful down here. Everything's great. So even though we've had some cold snaps, it's nothing like being up in Red Deer up on the prairie. So you know, no, no, it's a good it's a good minus fifteen Celsius today, and I'll I'll leave that with your American listeners to calculate out into Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's <laughs> like minus ninety Fahrenheit. <laughs> that's cold man <laughs> so the reason i wanted to have you back on again you were on you know relatively recently like episode 80 something in terms of an update on where you were with your project now nick is a uh, documentary filmmaker among other things wear a few hats and nick was putting together a documentary on genetically engineered crops and well why don't you explain what the original idea was well, and there you go. That was exactly it. So I, I am a filmmaker. I grew up in Red Deer, Alberta. It's, uh, it's home of uh, Roundup Ready canola. I, I had it all around me growing up, so I was well familiar with the topic. And uh, you know, this this uh, this project to create a documentary to kind of just dispel some of the fear and some of the misinformation around the topic, and maybe maybe kind of build a bridge between organic production and genetic engineering. This project fell into my lap, essentially, and uh, I decided to take it on. And the original idea was to do a feature-length documentary, uh, you know, sort of destined for Netflix or some streaming service like that. 
Um, and that's what we went about doing. So we were able to raise through a partnership with the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity. Uh, we were able to raise $850,000 to go around and film this documentary. And we traveled. We went to California, Florida, Hawaii, Missouri, Kenya, Uganda, sent some people down to Argentina to film there. So we got a ton of material and that was my first big hurdle with it was I, I filmed, man, what was the count? I think I filmed 102 hours of footage for a 90 minute film. I think I went a little overboard with it perhaps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, I, re I remember when you were down here, we shot for two whole days. And yeah. I don't. And it was all great stuff, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there was a lot that I would have, because that's when you left. I thought, how is he ever going to sort this out? There was so much good things that were said, and so many good places that we went, and not just. I'm not just tooting my own horn. You you did a great job of getting comments from many different people in the area of citrus greening and innovation around saving that crop. Well, it was and exactly like we did citrus greening, we did orange processing, like we really told like just I mean, just in Florida alone, there was a complete film there. Right. And that was that was essentially what happened every time I left a state uh, or left a country. Uh, I was like, oh, man, like we we have a full movie here. Like I could just call it right here. And it uh, and, and yet we, we kept filming because there was more of the story to capture. Right. And the the, the result is that I was sitting on. You know, f frankly, the amount of footage required to tell this story with any form of nuance is like 100 hours of footage. And I have this footage and then sort of sitting there as a filmmaker and thinking, gosh, you know, the use of this resource, uh, which is the footage and using it in a 90 minute film is a fairly poor utilization of resources. So that was one hand. I mean, on, on another practical hand, it was difficult to find the money we needed to do the post-production to the caliber that we were originally shooting for. Um, and then, you know, just right around this time as well, we have Food Evolution Drops, which was unknown to me <laughs> during the time of our production. But it's really funny because in Food Evolution, you know, they cover many of the same people that are in their documentary are the same people we interviewed for ours as well. Yet, you know, theirs was di directed by like a, a really well-known director, Scott Hamilton Kennedy. And it also was narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, you know, delusions of grandeur. There's no way I can compete with that guy, right? Like that, <laughs> that documentary was, was just destined to blow past ours. So, you know, I'm looking at this going, gosh, there's somebody who's done this better than I have already. They beat us to the punch, effectively. Um, I'm also looking at this going, if I try to do it, that's a really bad utilization of everything that I managed to capture on the road. So, yeah, it, it kind of morphed from, you know, our, our best approach being doing this film to maybe the best approach is to do this in smaller, bite-sized pieces. And, you know, all this time we're getting our Facebook page up and running and stuff, and we're really running into this conversation headlong on social media like that's where you do you just where you encounter this inf misinformation like directly right so mm -hmm. that's the place to have you know not a 90 minute film to drop in somebody's feed and say hey told you like you know do do little videos that are about one specific aspect one facet of this topic and have those available freely on different platforms on the internet so that people can access this and see it more readily. So 
yeah, our approach shifted. And in, in retrospect, I kind of wish I had known that what I was filming on the road would, in fact, be destined for, you know, YouTube. I would have filmed it a little bit differently. But in the end, it, it becomes a much better way to utilize that resource, that 100 hours of footage. Uh, so you know we have we have tons of videos that I'm I'm you know ready to crank out here and I'm I've been doing kind of one a week for the last three or four months here and just trying to grow that a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm with you because you know Food Evolution does such a brilliant job at telling the story, but the audiences that show up for the most part are already people who know the story, and I, I didn't think it would be that way. I originally thought that we would see more of a a uh, skeptical audience, a little bit more of a concerned audience, or people just on the fence. It seems like the choir shows up to be preached to. And it wasn't the idea of the film. And by the film being out there is great. I mean, someone will stumble into it. But I think your approach of providing a complementary media that uses a different format, smaller vignettes, is really a good complement to what we have as a solid effort in food evolution. Well, and for me, you know, it's it's really it's my wheelhouse, right? Like the more I think about it, the more I realize, okay, you know, I'm I'm attempting to communicate science here as a non-scientist, right? And it's it's an interesting position that I find myself in because I I'm I'm not trying to be a scientist. What I'm trying to do with the brand that I'm creating here is to give scientists a platform to tell these pragmatic stories about divisive topics because the world is chock full of these these really divisive topics whether it's it's energy or medicine or whether it's food i mean there's there's all these different areas where it's just it's gotten so rhetorical and there are scientists out there with very strong voices one of the troubles i see though in science communication is I guess you could characterize it to some extent as like vote splitting. Like there's, there's, you know, there's so many small outlets sort of all over the place. And I feel like, you know, 10,000 views here, 10,000 views here is great, but I think it gets drowned out by like, well, like recently I did a video about Zoe Deschanel um, and her videos that she's doing. I called it Zoe Deschanel's chemophobia. And, you know, we got 65,000 views on that video. Hooray for us. You know, the video I was speaking to about her had over 12 million views at the time. And so what I'm trying to do is just build this this platform that has a bigger following so that I can just get scientists right up there so that they don't have to kind of start their own public messaging from the ground up because it's really hard to it's really hard to build you know a following from zero and that's so often what I see great science communicators attempting to do well it's kind of the only way it can happen because you know our our day job is science and our day job is you know no one is very few people anyway are paid science communicators our careers come first and everything else we do and following that we may snowball comes from really what is volunteer time and uh, i know that you know i've take a lot of heat for doing the podcast originally because well, well, where do you have the time to do this? This is overdue. This is overdue. You said you would do this. And it's like, hey, you know what? I don't really do anything other than my work. And I think if I want to have a hobby, <laughs> you know, I should be able to do the podcast. That's, you know, get, throw <laughs> me a bone here. Well, that's why the yeah. Vern Blazik thing came up. You know, that's oh. why, you know, there's your narrator 
for uh, you know, <laughs> if you can't get Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> maybe you could get the Vern Blathek. You know, it, 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 now you were a well, guest. I get Vern, if I could find him, well, where where is Vern these days? Well, like, where'd he go? Some island in the Caribbean or what? Uh, since the BuzzFeed ar- feed article, he's been laying low. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure where where he shows up here occasionally to do some booth announcing, but in general is um, probably out uh, harvesting huckleberries somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Last I heard, but that, uh, that sounds that sounds very very Vern Blazek to me for sure. Um, if, if it's cool, why don't here? Why don't I'll play a little clip of you on Vern Blazek's Science Power Hour right here? <laughs> Let's do it. Hello, this is Vern Blazek with the Vern Blazek Science Power Hour, and uh, lucky to wake up this morning in Fresno, California, raisin capital of the world. Uh, it's here that the grapes are dried into the small morsels that we pack into tiny boxes and think of as food for kids and our oatmeal. I'm Vern Blazek in the Vern Blazek Science Power Hour. I'm fortunate today to have been walking through a hotel lobby and meet a film crew. And we got to talking. Turns out they're interested in GMOs. Another film crew possibly making a documentary um, about the dangers of these unusual frankenfoods. They're shooting a documentary called No GMOs. Uh, The next one in the line of documentaries telling us about the dangers of these foods. I'm sitting here with Nick Syke the director of the film, will tell us about it. Uh, Nick, so why is this another documentary to tell us about the dangers, and why should we have no GMOs? Uh, well, hey, Vern. Uh, I, think, um, I think you might be misunderstanding the title a touch. It's, uh, it's not no GMO and O. It's no GMO K-N-O-W, and it's an uplifting discussion about food. Ah, those crazy homophones, always deceiving. So this is actually a pro-GMO film. You, you might be able to say that. We are also pro-organic and pro-food and pro-farmer as well. So. so regardless of the production system, this is an opportunity to perhaps explore modern ways of genetically improving our food systems. That is, that is absolutely correct. Absolutely. The world needs burn, right? For sure. Well, some people don't think so, but we'll, you know, that's a conversation for another day. But so back to your, um, the vignettes that'll be coming out over the next, is that how you would properly refer to them? Yeah, you know, I, calling them, I don't know, vignettes, featurettes, vlogs, it's the stuff, it's, it's every video you find on my, my YouTube channel, essentially. Yeah, and, and it's really high quality stuff. I, I think, and I'm not just blowing sunshine at you, I think it's, it's um they're really well done they're well produced i think you do a really great job on camera and that's why i really wanted to have you back on the podcast so that we could do a little cross promotion you know the the podcast here features a guest who comes in and talks about something for 30 45 minutes sometimes longer but what i would like this audience to do is really start to look at some of these smaller bite-sized vlogs that you do because they give us a very good example of how to communicate the science in a very tight capsule. And they're a good thing for us to be distributing through our YouTube channels or through our personal social media by Twitter or by Facebook. 
but um, you know they're really, really well done, and that's why we'll be doing a bit of a partnership between the two of us here. Um, so, what is the first one that we might expect to see in the upcoming weeks? The day that this uh, this episode of Talking Biotech is is dropping is is uh, is the same day that GMO versus organic fake news question mark my video is dropping on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Sorry, our YouTube channel just for everybody's own knowledge here is called no ideas media that's no ideas k-n-o-w no ideas media so if you search no ideas media on youtube or no ideas media on facebook you will find the exact same videos on both places uh but it really helps me out as a content creator due to the subtleties of uh of ad revenue and such if you would please subscribe to my youtube channel um, and help share those links as much as possible, tweet them around, uh, what have you. So basically every Friday I'm dropping one of these videos. It is, uh, it's built off of footage generally from, uh, from our documentary, uh, tri- tripping around the world. And, uh, so I use all of this footage from science, scientists and experts in the field, uh, combine that with some of my own thoughts Sometimes I just do a video based on sort of uh, uh, current events as well. Uh, But we're working on just a video a week right now, sort of around that 10-minute mark. Um, And as you said, Kevin, I'm trying to make them, you know, digestible but still scientifically accurate, which is such a funny line to try to walk, you know, try to be as accurate as you can in, you know, describing something like agrobacterium and how it works, but not so accurate as to turn off the general public. It's it's a really funny line to try to walk. So yeah, what, what we're trying to do here, I think, Kevin, uh, is we're, we're going to do a little spot every week, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little clip kind of explaining what the upcoming episode is for that week, right? Yes, so the idea is is that the podcast, this podcast, will feature something that will be coming up and how to access it on your channel. So the first one that's coming up is this, uh, what was called GMO versus organic. Hey, featuring somebody I know. Yeah, I think it's featuring uh, that Kevin Volta guy, right? Yeah, and it's funny, but but it's it, when were you here in Florida? Oh, uh, that was uh, God, it was it was a few years ago. Now I, I believe it was in uh, in twenty like end of twenty fifteen, summer of twenty fifteen. Really, it was t- only three years ago. Wow. When I look at that video, the guy who's in that video is <laughs> is is a is is not me. <laughs> like he, he I, I looked healthy and unstressed. <laughs> Well, and it was, uh, you know, it was interesting because I ran into you, you know, several times between then and now. I think we we we've talked a couple of times over over uh, over the internet here, and we've we I think I ran into you at an event in the winter at some point between 2015 and now. And yeah, it's just you know you <laughs> you've had your own personal battle going through that entire time, uh, you know. And it's you know my footage of you is is really interesting to see because I've I've seen you at different points in this. You know, I guess your descent into madness here uh, <laughs> as, as a result but, but of it's, all this crazy stuff. It's a, it's a textbook example of what uh, stress can do to you. And I think the thing that it's really taught me is I got to cool it because I, I, I went from being 47 and looking 35 to being, uh, you know, 50 and looking looking 50. And that means when I'm 53, I'm going to look like I'm 67. 
which no one's going to challenge my ARP card when I go to get free coffee at Arby's, but, you know, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like having the best fake ID ever. But I'm, uh, but I just mentioned that because it really is, and it is fun to see how far not only we have changed in the last three, four, five years, but also how the dialogue has changed. And we've become much more sophisticated in using social media, much more sophisticated in our, our way we talk about the problem and the communication especially. And I think your videos fit so well inside that box. So as we go forward with Talking Biotech Podcast, we will be featuring every week in the central segment, um, Nick talking about what you can expect when you visit his page that week. So that's where we hope to go. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be really great. And you're right, too, like the 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 whole you know, looking back at kind of where we were in 2015 when we talked and kind of just looking at, you know, I think we were like pretty close to the peak of March against Monsanto and things like that. And, you know, just looking at it, sort of where we're at now, I, you know, I do feel like, like the, the dial has moved. I think things have, have kind of tilted in a more positive direction. I think there's still a lot of work to be done, but I think that I think that it's happening. Like, I think that people are starting to kind of get get aware of this idea of, you know, essentially fake news, if you, for lack of a better word. Like, there's just so much misinformation out there, and I think people are pretty tired of it. Yeah, and I think we've also found the niche of people we need to talk to that we used to argue too much with the people that couldn't be moved. And now it's really just looking to the people who don't know one way or the other and who should they trust. And I think the science and the scientists and the people who are helping the scientists with our messaging, we really have earned the trust. And so, you know, thank you for that. And thank Food Evolution for that. And uh, this, I'm really looking forward to this effort as being a complimentary one. And and where, again, just give me an idea of where people can find it, um, either, you know, Facebook or the main URL or YouTube. Where can we find your stuff? Absolutely. So, so again, and you know, I'll just take a second here to just explain. So, the brand, the brand, the media brand that I'm trying to create here is called No Ideas Media. Okay, and the the tagline is having pragmatic discussions about divisive topics. So that's the that's the whole shtick of it, basically. Um, and underneath this No Ideas Media sort of umbrella, our first effort has been called No GMO, and I think I might be actually changing the name of that to No Farming because I feel like I've shoehorned myself a little bit into just this one niche topic in the wide world of agriculture and there's more here to be discussed so so the idea here is just to have pragmatic discussions about divisive topics what better topic than uh genetic modification versus uh this organic thing and this this whole fake edifice of an argument that's been created around us for food and again that's what the video this week is about so you can find it again no ideas media with a k n o w on youtube or you can search no ideas media on facebook on either place on on youtube please subscribe to our channel if you so please like our videos when you watch them if you like them on Facebook, it would be great if you would subscribe to our page. We uh, we work really really hard on our Facebook page to uh, to have really good discussions there, um, and I, I think most people would agree that our Facebook page is a good good source of information. We try to collate stuff, try to make some good content there. And you can also find me on Twitter uh, and just Nick Syke on Twitter. That's N I C K S A I K, um, and that's sort of my uh, my bit. Yeah, and I'll list all of those on the. Um, podcast main website too so with no ideas media and talking about divisive topics 
will you continue to tackle other topics once this one is really put to bed, which I think it should be in the next decade? Are you going to move into vaccine and climate and Cubs versus Sox and Ford versus Chevy? Or <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I could ever win uh, Ford versus Chevy or uh, Cubs versus Sox. Um, you know, and, and this is interesting, right? Like, even me, I, I, I see there being different no kind of sub-brands. So where we have, like, no GMO now, uh, which might be no food upcoming. I see there also being, like, uh, you know, no energy where we could talk about uh, alternative energy versus, like, nuclear power versus, like, oil and gas and just again pragmatic conversation about that because there's so much fear-based rhetoric in that topic medicine as you brought up another great example you know we could talk about homeopathy and where those where all of those ideas are rooted we could talk about vaccines try to spread information there and then also you know gmo I, again, it's funny, since 2015, like, the one thing that is super absent from all of my material is any talk of CRISPR, because it was, like, just coming, just just being talked about when I was on the road. Uh, and so I think that this topic of genetic engineering and biotechnology, I think it's going to be an ongoing topic. And, I mean, right now we've applied most of the discussion to food, but, you know, who knows where this is going to go uh, in terms of gene therapy or applications that are more to do with the human body, right? And I, I think that, you know, just keep, keeping moving forward, if there is a source for reasoned and pragmatic-based content about this stuff i think that we can maybe beat the anti-science crowd to the punch if if you know we're talking about this new stuff coming up before it gets here right well and that's the idea is how do we be preemptive in conditioning people with the communication because that was the problem with the first wave of technology it was companies saying here farmers here's something you'll like and farmers saying thank you we like this but the consumers being left out of that equation and that's where suspicion and derision occurs, especially in the age of the Internet. And so, you know, I applaud your efforts. I think that if you did no food waste, you know, there's a topic that I personally feel very strongly about. And uh, and not just food waste, but post-harvest biology and how that thing gets from being picked from the vine to your retail and why 50% of it ends up in a landfill uh, if we're going to feed $9 billion, that's probably my favorite place to really lean into it. And there's probably, um, we what we need to do is connect you with some of the scientists that work in this area to write grants for you to participate in the outreach side. Because then that way you'll be able to do what you do um, with your expertise combining with the experts in the science. So if there's anyone out there who has those opportunities, you know, Nick is uh, is a first-rate guy with a camera and uh, really does a beautiful job with the final production, as you'll see in his videos. And, uh, you know, reach out to him and, and, you know, build him into your grant proposals. He's the art side to the science that we really need. So. Well, and I'll just say to that, too, just moving forward, too, like, you know, the videos right now are are pretty heavily featuring me and and as as we move on again into other topics obviously i'm going to get other hosts involved uh to kind of cover these other issues and again as we move forward i really want to be able to bring the scientists up to the forefront right and 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 that's you you know you hit the nail on the head there kevin if 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 any of you out there need your science communicated 
uh, feel free to drop me a line. Feel free to get in touch. I can, you know, I can offer you any guidance or assistance for what it's worth um, and perhaps even offer you a great platform to share your message. So, you know, ring me up. So, Nick, thank you very, very much for joining me today, as always. And, you know, best wishes to you on all your efforts. You're uh, serving as a really critical communications node. I hope everybody listening to the podcast amplifies you in a big way. Thank you so much for what you do. Oh, and Kevin, uh, again, right back at you. I, I can't thank you enough for having me on uh, and exposing me to uh, your listeners as well. Uh, that is extremely helpful for me. And, uh, yeah, I hope we can just keep working closely together. You're a, you're a fun guy to talk to. <laughs> well, most of the time, right? Uh, but thank you very <laughs> much, and uh, we'll talk to you later. And uh, as you check out Nick's videos... Go ahead to iTunes and please rate this podcast. Uh, you know, if give us uh, somewhere between four and five stars, if you don't mind. <laughs> and um, but uh, the the more reviews we have, the better the quality. The higher we rank, and more people who are compelled to listen. And I really do appreciate the feedback that I get from many of you um, about uh, everything from next ho- next guests to the lousy quality of an episode when we took a chance. I really appreciate that. But thank you very much for listening to Talking Biotech, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Talking Biotech podcast. Please send your suggestions for guests, comments, or questions to talkingbiotech at gmail.com. Please write a review on iTunes and recommend this podcast to a friend. More downloads and reviews raise the visibility of this podcast and help us reach a wider audience with science. You've been listening to Talking Biotech, sponsored by Calabra, the platform that bridges the gap between siloed research tools. With Calabra's electronic lab notebook, scientists can work together in real time, sharing data and insights with ease. Revolutionize your research collaboration. Sign up for a demo today at collabra.app, C-O-L-A-B-R-A dot A-P-P.